This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio and Stuff Media. I'm Ann Aries. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're talking about kimchi. Yes! Very, 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 very requested topic. Oh, yeah. Uh, some some of the very first emails that we got from all of y'all lovely people. Yes. And continued emails. And here it is. Here it <laughs> is. And a uh, shout out to my high school friend from Taiwan who introduced me to kimchi. Uh, she would give it to me every Christmas as a gift. And I'd never had it before. And I would eat it on white bread. And it was delicious. Huh. Yeah. That's yeah. how she showed me how to eat it. I, I mean, yeah, there's there's no wrong way to eat kimchi. I don't know about that. <laughs> I bet we could find a wrong way. We we could for science. Um, okay. <laughs> now I'm in. Uh, but no, I, I don't think that I had kimchi until um, like H Mart opened their Doraville store uh, here here in the Atlanta area. That's up on like Peachtree Industrial, and this was in like 2009. Mm. So this was a recent thing for me. Yeah. Um, no, we're so lucky here in Atlanta to have a huge immigrant population from all over the world who have contributed endlessly to our community. But for today's purposes, they bring their cuisine, and I can pay them money for it, and then eat. So many things that I never knew existed that are so delicious. Oh, yes. I have not yet been to H-Mart. Oh, my goodness. I know. Okay. Well, we need to we need to plan a field trip. 
Have you, all, have you also not been to the Buford Highway Farmer's Market? I have been to that. Okay. It's all very right. overwhelming. Every time I go, I'm like, oh, I'll go down every row and like oh. halfway in, I, I have to leave. I'm just, yeah, sensory overload and I'm just like, nope. Mm. Well, field trip for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but for today, it brings us to our question, kimchi. What is it? Well, kimchi is a preparation of vegetables that preserves those vegetables by making them go bad in very specific ways. Uh, That is via controlled fermentation. Yes? Bacteria poop. Mm -hmm. Uh, The vegetables used can be anything, but typically the base of kimchi is cabbage and or radish. Um, Common additions are carrots and cucumbers. The vegetables are chopped, uh, brined in salt water, seasoned with mildly hot, like medium-hot Korean red peppers called gochu, um, usually in powdered or flaked form. And uh, then probably um, other spices like uh, garlic and ginger, green onion, sugar and or sweet rice flour, soy sauce, and fish sauce are added. And uh, then, yeah, the, the mix is allowed to undergo fermentation with lactic acid bacteria. The The result um, has a texture that's that's tender but still has a crunch. The flavor is savory, salty, and sour, and a little hot, spicy, and a tiny bit sweet, and um, may feel a little bit like prickly carbonated in your mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kimchi is served cold or room temperature as a uh, side dish with meals, and uh, it might be used as a condiment, like like added to, to bites of a dish, or as a sort of like side salad that you would take bites of in between bites of the main dish, or yeah, you can just add it to whatever food product you want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but to put it in like the most basic American terms, it's like a like a spicy Korean version of a deli pickle. If deli pickles were more complex and we served deli pickles with, like, pretty much everything all the time. Yes. Yeah, yes. breakfast, lunch, and dinner, deli pickles. What a life. Oh, gosh. I've been through that because <laughs> I hate going to the grocery <laughs> store and I just have a ton of pickles. <laughs> Not saying it was wise, mm. but I did do it. Well. The pickle diet, as the, I call it. Oh, gosh. It. <laughs> oh, um, no. Do, do not do not want that. No. No. As you should not. <laughs> kimchi diet, though. Oh, that sounds delightful. Yeah. I think I'd be on board with that. More on board. Yes. It's still better to probably have some other food Some other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, all right. <laughs> um, a note about gochu, those, those Korean red peppers. Um, also, fun etymology note, it's uh, slang for penis, uh, oh. like along the lines of like like something really juvenile, like like wee-wee or something like uh, that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once it's been uh, dried and, and powdered or flaked, um, it's called gochugaru. And um, yeah, th- those... And yeah, these these peppers are also what give uh, gochujang its kick. Gochujang being a, a sweet and spicy fermented condiment that's sometimes referred to in the U.S. as like Korean ketchup. Uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah, super good. The cabbage used is often these days Napa cabbage, which is like a firm, crunchy cabbage that originated in China, which is why it's also called Chinese cabbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but folks might add anything that's around and needs to be used up. Yes, there are all kinds of variations. Every region has their own take. Oh, yeah. Every season, (laughs) too. Mm -hmm. Seoul's Kimchi Field Museum has documented 187 types of kimchi throughout history. Oh, yeah. Nutrition-wise, it depends a little bit, of course, on on what ingredients actually went into it, but essentially kimchi is good for you. No cholesterol, pretty great smattering of uh, vitamins and minerals, a little bit of fiber and protein. Um, It has very little fat, so it's not ideal as a meal like unto itself, but as, yeah, a side dish, it's got a lot of flavor and nutrients for a low 
caloric punch. Um, only thing to possibly watch out for is that it's got a lot of sodium. Mm-hmm. But I've read arguments that um, that other ingredients in the kimchi, uh, like like potassium and magnesium, might help offset that sodium intake when you're eating it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Bodies are complicated. Indeed. Research into kimchi and its ingredients have turned up all kinds of benefits to eating it. Um, it, uh, it stimulates the immune system. It's antioxidative, which means that under uh, certain circumstances, it can help prevent some cardiovascular diseases and cancers. It can help your digestion. It keeps the levels of bad fats in your system um, in check, your, your LDLs. And it can help prevent diabetes. Hey. Mm-hmm. Kimchi, I wanted to note, is often made with fish sauce or fish paste, uh, like seafood products that are themselves fermented. And that means that it's usually not vegan, um, although you can produce an effect similar to that fish sauce or fish paste by swapping in miso paste, which is vegan. So, uh-huh. yeah. And researchers have found that this does not alter kimchi's microbiome. Excellent. I know. Mm-hmm. I love it. Me too. Numbers-wise, Koreans go through about 1.5 million tons of kimchi a year. That's 12% of the average adult's daily food intake. Wow. Yeah. There's even a kimchi index that tracks when the prices of Napa cabbage and 12 other kimchi ingredients are at their best. Yeah. um, There was a Napa cabbage shortage back in 2010. Oh, no. It was bad times. I bet. Yeah. Prices skyrocketed. It was a -a once-in-a-century disaster. Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) A survey done by the South Korean government found that 64% of South Koreans eat kimchi at every meal, every day. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The global market for kimchi was valued at $3 billion as of 2018 and is growing. It's expected to reach over $4.25 billion by 2025. And eating and making kimchi is a huge part of Korean culture. A lot of Koreans have a separate refrigerator for kimchi to optimize the temperature for fermentation. The recipes are passed down from one generation to the next. When South Koreans take a picture, instead of saying cheese, they might say kimchi. Aww. Yeah, It's popular for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. As you said, kimchi is served with almost every meal. How many heads of cabbage are you doing is a greeting that's used. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's your that's your batch size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tradition of making kimchi, kimjong, historically and modernly turns out entire villages. And the practice is so significant to the culture, UNESCO identified it on their representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. Ooh. Yeah. The start of the pickling season is in November. And it's a lot of work, so the more the merrier. One house would chop garlic, the other cabbage, so on. And this was mostly women making the kimchi as well. There's a superstition that I read, I cannot verify, so listeners please write in, that if men come around, the kimchi won't be as good. Oh. Uh (laughs) And people would gossip over the making of the kimchi. They'd get set up. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) And recently there has been concern that this tradition is fading due to these are modern times. Yeah, yeah. As as packaged kimchi rises. uh, Yeah. Yeah. there is uh, about about that like men coming around thing. There is a uh, this concept in Korean culture called sonmat, which uh, translates to hand flavor, and it's it's the idea that the cook adds something personal to a dish. Um, uh, it could be considered poetic, but I I have to wonder whether the skin chemistry and microbiome of the average dude differs enough from that of the average lady to make a difference in kimchi made by dudes and ladies, respectively. 
Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there has been some research, by the way, into skin microbiomes of sourdough bread bakers. I haven't seen anything very similar in the works about kimchi, but... Science. Science. Get on it. Get on Let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, even including store-bought products, uh, consumption of kimchi in South Korea seems to be decreasing a little bit. A study out of the uh, World Institute of Kimchi which is a part of the uh, of the 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 equivalent of of the Koreans of the South Korean uh, FDA. Um, yeah, they uh, they found that South Koreans were eating eleven percent less kimchi at home in twenty fifteen as opposed to twenty ten, um, possibly indicative of the influx of Western foods. Huh. Kimchi is also seen as a form of soft power, a way for South Korea to spread its influence around the world through what is called gastro diplomacy. I. Love this term. I know. I, I am shocked that I've never heard it before. I feel like we could be involved in gastro diplomacy. I think that our business cards should read gastro diplomat. Yes. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Um, Also sometimes called K-food, like Mm -hmm. K-pop. The government gave monetary support to some Korean restaurants in the United States. There's also a government-backed kimchi bus project run by (laughs) South Korean chef and writer Se-hyun Ryu. It has been to 32 countries serving up kimchi. And then there's also kimchi in space. (laughs) I think we talked about this in our space food episode. Oh, we talked about a lot. We did. It goes. Yeah. <laughs> I just made a gesture, but we, you all get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we talk a lot here. We if do. No, I, no idea what we talk about. Any, after, after it's over, that's it. Yeah, it's just gone. Yeah. Gone forever. <laughs> In uh, space. <laughs> exactly. Almost. It's jettisoned into space. <laughs> uh, yes, the South Korean government spent almost 10 years working on Korean space food, which included two types of kimchi, one freeze-dried and one canned. But because it had to be radiated to kill all the microorganisms, which was kind of a big deal uh-huh. with all the probiotic action in kimchi, it left it kind of flat. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. However, the first South Korean to space still appreciated it because it reminded her of home when she was hurtling around the earth. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we just had a moment. We, we, we both just went to a place. I'm like, I, I feel like kimchi would also soothe me if I were in space and missing earth i think so yeah maybe one day it's on my to-do list <laughs> go to space but that is in the future we we should talk about the past we should but first we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by pronamel not all our favorite foods and drinks are bffs with our teeth Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. 
funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, kimchi originated in ancient Korea, makes sense, and has been a part of Korean culture for over 2,000 years. The first records of kimchi go back as far as 2,600 to 3,000 years ago, and the first written instance of kimchi appeared in the oldest existing Chinese book of poetry. A lot of first right there. Uh-huh. Um, Koreans realized that compared to livestock, growing vegetables took up less resources. Winters in Korea were very tough, and they needed a way to preserve their produce. To make vegetables last year-round, what do you do? Salt them. Uh-huh. <laughs> At the time, this was done in underground pots. And this early kimchi was just salted vegetables. That's what the original name translated to. Salted vegetables. It stayed that way until the 12th century when people started to put in spices from sweet to savory, and uh, they would have different colors of kimchi depending on what they put in there. Mm -hmm. And Koreans were the masters of salting, so much so that from 57 BCE to 668 CE, other countries took note. Like, literally, they wrote down how good Koreans were at preserving foods in salt. In the late 16th or early 17th century, chili peppers made their way to East Asia from the Americas, where they originated. Uh, And yeah, this was due to the colonialism that was occurring at the time as uh, Columbus, that guy, uh, and others explored and conquered and colonized and on the nicer end spread the food products of the Americas and West Africa through Europe. Um, These products made their way out to cultures in Asia via the spice trade and via other colonization efforts, uh, such as the Japanese into Korea in the late 1500s. Um, The Korean chili pepper, that gochu, um, was first mentioned in 1614, but was referred to by other words until all the way up to 1749. It seems that... Like the English word pepper, mm-hmm. um, meaning both something in the capsicum anum species um, and and black peppercorns, yeah, Koreans arrived at the word gochu as an offshoot of words for black peppercorns. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's cool. Right? Yeah. And thanks to the um, excellent blog about Korean language called um, Hanmari uh, for that tidbit. Yes. Thank you. Chili peppers immediately changed and diversified the kimchi world, the ingredient behind red kimchi's color, and added some spiciness. Mm -hmm. 
From the 1300s to the 1800s, kimchi went through a lot of changes with a lot of Japanese influence, perhaps most notably soy sauce, which was another tool in Korea's arsenal for preserving food. Some historians think it was actually the Japanese that introduced chili pepper to Korea um, because Japan was more involved in the global scene during this period. All right, yeah, see above free colonization efforts. Um, and garlic might have also come into Korea around this time as well. Mm-hmm. By the 19th century, kimchi made with chili peppers and Chinese cabbage was a really popular dish. And to this day, yes, this is the most popular iteration. Mm -hmm. The Kimchi Field Museum opened in 1986. Yes, it's a uh, museum in Seoul, South Korea, devoted to um, the history and science of kimchi. It, it, uh, it displays traditional kimchi crockery. It shows how it's made, how uh, local weather and climate affect the final product. Another one for the to-do list. Exactly. Mm. Mm. In the mid-1990s, uh, appliance manufacturers started producing those aforementioned kimchi refrigerators. And, yeah, these, these are consumer fridges with different compartments that are meant to hold kimchi at the uh, right temperature and humidity and airflow conditions while it's fermenting. And then separately, once it's done fermenting and ready to eat. Um, yeah, it, it <laughs> these things went from from a like specialty product to a must-have home kitchen appliance in just two decades. Um, as of the year 2000, only 11% of South Korean households had one, um, but over 81% had one or more <laughs> kimchi fridges by 2013. Wow. Um, some models even have UV lamps um, on the inside that break down scent compounds in the air inside the fridges, um, keeping them smelling fresh. That's beautiful. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, the global market for kimchi really started booming in the early 2000s as South Korea began promoting Korean culture internationally. Yep. And uh, I would highly recommend looking at pictures of when they make it, when they're making it, because usually everyone's wearing like red aprons and red gloves and red hats, and it just looks cool. And it, it's a much bigger ordeal, not ordeal, but it's, it's a bigger thing than I thought it was. And it, I really enjoyed looking at all the pictures. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and when um, you, you go back to that, to that, how many heads of cabbage are uh-huh. you doing kind of thing? Um, you know, I, I was reading about like all of these people saying that, that their, their parents or grandparents would make like 40 head batches. 200 head batches, like, and more, like, and I don't, I'm trying to picture that number of cabbages. Yes. I'm, like, looking at the confines of the booth that we're sitting in right now, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how many, that would be most of this booth. I suspect it would. Yeah. I suspect it would. A (laughs) podcast booth of cabbage. (laughs) We would not be well-liked around the office. But if kimchi came out of it, then I think it Uh, might be worth it. I think people would be into it. Yes. 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 Um, So that brings us about to today and to some science. Yes, but first it brings us to one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. 
Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with science. Ooh. Yes. Um, because, okay, when you make kimchi, you are harnessing the aforementioned power of lactic acid bacteria, which are the same helpful bacteria buddies responsible for the uh, the texture and tang of, like, yogurt and cheese and for some of the flavor of sourdough bread and sour beers and pickles and sauerkraut and on and on. Um, and these buddies are all around us. They naturally live and grow on all sorts of surfaces and also float in the air. So you don't have to add a starter culture to make kimchi unless you're going for something, like, very specific, I suppose, if you want to, like, make a branded thing that you're going right. to industrialize. Yeah. But, yeah, but otherwise, if you're just making it in your kitchen, you don't have to add a starter culture. They're, the environment will have enough lactic acid bacteria to get a colony growing given that you provide it the right environment. Oh, what is mm. the right environment? Well, it's a bunch of watery vegetables like cabbage and radishes that provide uh, food and moisture with a bunch of salt added. Because, okay, um, although lactic acid bacteria tend to be pretty tolerant of salt, most of the less helpful bacteria that they would compete for resources with are not salt tolerant. So the salt in kimchi prevents the growth of harmful bacteria and lets our buddies thrive. And when they thrive, they poop lactic acid, which um, prevents the growth of some other unhelpful bacteria and fungus like mold. It also gives uh, kimchi and other lacto-fermented products uh, their aforementioned tang. I've used the word aforementioned like four times in this episode. Every now and then a word just gets in your brain. And it's just there. Yesterday mine was ultimately. Ultimately. I Ooh. Said it like ten times. Wow. That makes you sound like a supervillain or something. I am, Lauren. <laughs> Maybe I am. I've always liked to think that you use your powers for good. Well, keep thinking that. I won't <laughs> stop you from thinking that. <laughs> That's the best thing for a supervillain. <laughs> oh, perfect. We've created a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, back to lactic acid bacteria, though. Uh-huh. Um, 
You also want to give these guys um, a low oxygen environment and a comfortable temperature. They like it pleasantly cool. Um, Cook's illustrated writer Anne Wolf ran an experiment and found that uh, kimchi turns out best uh, when held at around 65 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about 18 degrees Celsius while it is fermenting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she more specifically found that that temperature lets this different genus of, of helpful bacteria, uh, leuconostoc, to grow in the kimchi first, which acidifies the environment and, and also helps remove some of the oxygen, um, both of which help the lactobacillus grow. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to try making this now. I do have my old mini fridge. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think that'd be good. But I have a separate mini fridge I could use. Yeah. I mean, you can you can really experiment with it. That's I mean, the the thing is is that like I mean, if you see mold growing on the surface, probably don't eat that. Right. But um but other than that, it's fairly safe to make at home. Yeah, and yeah, uh, uh, your ferment times may may vary depending on your circumstances. Um, there's uh, a lot of really good guides out there to for for how to make it and what ingredients to put in and how everything works in there. Um, lots of very excited home cooks right now getting into fermentation, which is beautiful. Yes, mm-hmm. I do love that. Yeah, but um, but yeah, most most of these recipes can be done in a range of like two days to like maybe nine days. Ooh. I could have kimchi in two days. It's it's, it's recommended to be more around the like four day kind of again like Some your patience your, is a virtue. Yeah, patience is a virtue. You're you're I mean you're you're kind of playing with with the temperature and seeing yeah okay faster or slower the tastier kimchi is going to happen when you let the uh, the lactobacillus really really do its thing. I can wait. I can wait. <laughs> can you? <laughs> well, we'll see. That will be the other part of the experiment. Can I make it? And then can I wait? Can I wait to eat it until it's done? Well, well, we'll find out. <laughs> and yeah, please, listeners, if you've got a recipe, send it our way. Absolutely. Yeah. But this brings us to listener. Kimchi can get really spicy. Oh, it can. It very much can. Speaking of spicy, Rachel wrote. I just listened to the lobster episode, and although I'm pretty sure this isn't what Annie was talking about when she said lobster-shaped car, I think y'all need to know that there is a monster truck shaped like and themed around lobster. The very best part is the name, Crush Station. There is a red version, too. I don't know, but I truly hope the driver and crew referred to them as Ron Cooked. And so in the picture, it's blue... It's a lobster. It's a big blue lobster. It's a pinchers are rubber banded, which yes. is confusing to me because I would think that they would want, you know, if you're. Well, I would assume they're worried about breaking it off logistically, but yeah. Sure. I like that they added the rubber bands. <laughs> That's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, and so and so the um the, this this, it's it's just a big blue lobster. It's mounted so that its its claws are are up over the engine, mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's a big. Big, big old mon- monster truck. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Heather wrote, Growing up on the east coast of Canada in Newfoundland and Nova Scotia, lobster has been a way of life. Dumping day, the day that the fishermen go out to drop their traps, is still a big deal and a newsworthy event in a lot of fishing towns. Many folks in small towns will go directly to the wharf or fish plant to buy the lobster directly from the fishermen, fresh from the catch for their dinner that night. When I was a kid in the 1980s, we would get a lobster dinner at home a few times a year. Who needs side dishes? 
Think a mountain of lobster. Shells flying, this sweet, sweet meat being pulled from tails and claws, and even sucking the small strips of meat from the legs. With the rising prices since then, this is an annual occurrence at most, bridged by lobster rolls and the occasional visit to one of the many seafood restaurants in the area. While lobsters are now considered a luxury, prices range from $7 to $15 a pound here, depending on where you buy it and whether or not it's in season. When my parents were children, it was considered a poor man's food. And stories from my grandmother said you knew who the children of the less well-to-do families were because they brought lobster sandwiches in their school lunch. Listening to this episode made me long for one of my favorite foods, but one I don't get to eat nearly as often as I'd like. Ah, I got a longing too now. I know. A lot of listeners write in and they, they're like, why? The cravings, why? And I say, I agree. <laughs> We're not immune from the cravings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I feel like that's the like one of the number one things that I see on Twitter. Like people will recommend mm-hmm. us and then be like, but don't eat it before lunch. <laughs> yeah, don't eat your podcast don't. <laughs> before lunch. You've got to wait until after lunch for that. Otherwise, you'll get a cramp. We all know that. <laughs> Well, anyway, I have a friend who's in Maine right now, and um, she keeps sending me pictures of all the lobster she's eating. Oh, and I'm very man. happy for you, Marissa, but I'm very jealous as yeah. well. Yeah, producer, super producer Andrew just came back from a trip up north and uh, <laughs> told me about some of the lobster rolls that he got to eat. And it was, yeah, it sounded r- really nice. It does. Wow. Another another one for the list. It's getting ever and ever longer. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we'll start marking things off here soon. In the meantime, thanks to both of them for writing. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saberpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SaverPod. We do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio and Stuff Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app. <gasps> you can go to Apple Podcasts. Whoa or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hmm. Thank you, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.